Welcome to the Harnessing Happiness podcast. Upbeat vibes generated and transferred to you. Now here's your host, Sarah J. Naylor. Hello and welcome to Harnessing Happiness with myself, Sarah J. Naylor. Thank you, as always, for dropping by and listening to my podcast. It's fab. Love having you all as my uh, listeners, audience. Yes, thank you very much. Anyway, I sponsor my own show and I'm a I'm the midlife coach. I'm a speaker, author, podcast host. Who knew I was a podcast host? <laughs> so if you want to get in touch with me regarding coaching or speaking or anything, being a podcast guest even, please do head over to sarahjnaylor.com. That's my sponsorship bit done. <laughs> And I have today the lovely, lovely, lovely Michelle with me, who I am going to hand over to. As you all know, I love my guests to introduce themselves. So, Michelle, please do introduce yourself to my awesome audience. Thank you. So I'm Michelle Mulnett-Aradden and I am a conscious business coach for early stage entrepreneurs. So I help people who are getting up a side hustle or starting their own business full time and be able to understand what that looks like to them, be able to put those foundation building blocks in place, but importantly, be able to understand how they need to behave, feel into actually being an entrepreneur and going into a business. And a lot of the work I do is around the self, so developing the self. And as I like to call it, healing through your business, especially those early stages, as we know, it gets a little bit crazy. Yes, yes. I mean, it's it's, uh, it's certainly a challenge when you go into entrepreneurship and you set up. I mean, I did that very thing myself in 2009. It was the height of the recession and I got my. Rec- I was still working in recruitment. Well, I still do. I have got a recruitment business as well. But yeah, it's quite daunting because, I mean, I, I'd been employed. I'd been married for 20 years. I'd left a, I left a 20-year relationship, I think it was 2005, and then I went self-employed in 2009 because suddenly I had this opportunity to be doing things for myself rather than busily supporting somebody else doing what they wanted to do because nobody could employ them. <laughs> but it's, you know, I'd, I'd been an employee and this is where I guess you, you kind of come in, Michelle, because having been an employee, having, I guess, kept, well... I guess I know because of the relationship I'd been in, I'd not really progressed any further than really just being a consultant in recruitment. So I had no concept of running a business apart from supporting my ex-husband in his business, but in, in terms of setting it up and doing it for myself. So it was all down to sort of like getting business loans and keep, keeping myself afloat. There was, it's a raft of stuff you have to suddenly, you have to suddenly learn and you, you really do need to be grounded and trust and believe in yourself and know that you can do it and have people around you that know and believe that you can do it as well (laughs) absolutely going from an employee to being an entrepreneur is a shock to the system it really is I'm I was I was in business operations and business strategy and doing all of those like amazing things with some really great mentors for about 13 years and then I went into my own business and I knew what I was doing and I still freaked out (laughs) I still I knew how to set up a business like and I still but it's the fact that you've got to wear all these hats at the same time you then have to advocate for yourself and you've got nobody pushing you day by day quite often at the beginning and it's just understanding how to nurture the relationships that you've got how to build new ones but how to find yourself through that process that can be quite a, a dark road on your own um and you know I experienced that and I you know you do something that you think that you know really well and that you do know really well and you're an expert in but put yourself from that in out of that environment into another environment and you're you're a fish out of water yeah but you know what even even though you just said that I I recall moving from one recruitment job to another 
you know, knowing what I knew where I was to going somewhere else to do exactly the same job and having that same sort of sense because it's, it's new and it's that whole new concept. But actually, when you do go self-employed, absolutely. You know, when you when you embrace that sort of self-employment, it is also a fantastic opportunity for that personal development, like you said, because you have to learn so much about business. You have to you have to do everything from sort of business development to being your own boss to motivating yourself there's nobody as you said to report into you have to keep going you have to keep believing in yourself you have to keep making it work you have to keep believing that everything's working out you know obviously if things aren't working out and it's it that might be an opportunity for you to go maybe I'm not quite doing that the right way maybe I need to make some adjustments but it's not beating yourself up about it because there's so much to learn from doing it wrong (laughs) as well as doing it right. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think people put so much pressure on themselves. They've got financial pressures. They've got just their own conditioning that they're dealing with and what works for them, what they should be doing, what they could be doing, um, you know, using all hours that God sends in the day to be working on the business where actually sometimes it's to step back. But doing that, knowing it in yourself and actually doing it because you're you're habitually so used to doing something else um is it it takes a whole load of different skills and people go into it knowing it's going to be hard but you never know it's that it's that typical thing you have to experience it to understand what it is like and quite often friends and family don't understand everything you're going through unless they've been through it themselves so the people that you would rely on for support all of a sudden you're in a different world and you need different kinds of support um and it, it really it it's just Picking out from all of the noise, because especially online now, when you you just follow, you know, 20 different accounts on one social media platform and you've got so much noise. So how do you sift through the noise to find what's what's right for you? And how do you take that slowly enough to understand what is right? And it's that slow step by step um, that people really they don't want to do because they panic in the beginning. Um, I know that I did. And I was like, I'll skip this bit. I'll skip this bit. I'll skip this bit. And actually, no, don't skip it. Don't skip it. Because you'll end up going back at some point. Yeah, I, I'm a firm believer in really getting those foundations in place. I know there's a big sort of mission about, oh, progress over perfection. And I'm totally with that. However, I do think that sort of having those firm foundations in place that mean that, you you know, you're rock solid, just stand you in good stead. That can be that can look in any way, shape or form. I mean, I remember going self-employed and the guy that I went self-employed at the same time who worked, we both worked under an umbrella of another recruiter I mean he just spent for instance two weeks literally uploading and doing all his database whereas I mean I just was launching straight into it because but it, it, you know you do things in different ways but and we we approach work in a completely different way but it's it, whatever those foundations look like I think to you but like you were saying about the information because we are I mean thankfully in 2009 we d- I didn't have the bombardment of social media Internet dating was about, but not <laughs> not the bombardment of social media that we've got. It's being discerning. It's tuning into what messages are right for you, and discarding the rest. And that's it. I know it's easier said than done, but it's once you know what you're tuned into and what you're looking for, you can pick up on those, and you can easily then you just have to zone out. I mean, that's the power of the brain because the brain does that. It distorts, it deletes. I can't remember. It's thousands of bytes of information at any one time. It's processing. So it has to discard a lot. And when you're mindfully doing it, that helps. Yeah, it's creating the space to listen. You really have to trust yourself and know that you know what's right. And also it doesn't matter if things go wrong because it's it's not about, and that's where we define our, our version of success. And that is a big one to break through because once we define what success looks like for us at any one time, 
time, knowing we've got the flexibility to change that whenever we want to, but also knowing that we don't have to live by anybody else's version of success. You start to be able just to let, let it all go and you just shed all of these things that you thought were right in inverted commas and start doing it your way and that that's courage like anybody who does that regardless of what their business looks like in you know two years three years five years somebody to take courage to do that is a big step it's definitely commendable no i totally agree with you because it's all too easy for people to say oh no you should be doing this and you should be doing that and you should be doing the other in fact there was somebody that did turn a friend of mine turned around to me a few years ago she said oh you want to stop doing all of that rubbish and just focus in on this put the money in your pension it's like no, I really don't. Thank you very much. I know. But that's people have um, an opinion based on their own life experiences and how they perceive things. And they can transfer that onto you because they go, oh, you want to be doing it. No, but that's that's OK for them. But it's not necessarily OK for you. And this is I think this is true across the board. You know, people have opinions that they like to transfer onto other people because they think they know what's best. And actually, that's not right. That's what the power of coaching is. It's helping people find what's right for them and what works for them because we are all unique individuals and however we want to dress behave work well as long as it's for the greater good as long as we're not trying to do things to sort of break other people in the meantime you know it's it's about being compassionate being caring what is success like you've said I mean success for me is having that flexibility having the money to do the things that I enjoy doing money's not the goal for me if that makes sense yes it makes things happen but my focus is on doing all the things that I absolutely love doing, which is, you know, recording the podcast, for example, being able to go to the countryside, go trail running when I'm not full of cold and, you know, talk on the radio and the TV and write and, and be creative. It's not about, oh, God, I'll be successful when I get a million pounds. It's That's never really motivated me. But let me say this right now, I'm quite open to a million pounds coming in. <laughs> Now in the universe, absolutely. But you know, it's never about the money. Even when people think it's about the money, it's never about the money. It's always based. It's based on something that is either true to you or it's a fear-based thing. So there's something always behind it. And for me, it's like people go one layer deep. They sometimes go two layers deep, but they don't go to the third, fourth. They don't keep peeling back that onion. It's what you to get to the core. And when you start peeling it back, and you start give you know, learning the tools that work for you to peel all of that stuff back. It really opens it up. You're connected to everything, but attached to nothing. Yes, no, absolutely. And it's about letting go of that outcome as well. I mean, I've done so much work on myself over the years anyway, but, you know, it doesn't say, it's not to say that it's not without its challenges, because, I mean, I'm going through a sort of period of challenge right now, especially with the, with the chaos that the UK government have wrecked, <laughs> wrecked upon us all in terms of, like, mortgage rates and things like that. I mean, everything's sort of chunking along, but I'm going, oh! Holy moly, right, hang on to my pants. <laughs> it's accepting then whatever transpires and it, as hard as that can be, because actually, you know, the reality is for me, I mean, it could be that suddenly in that two or three months time, everything goes. It's like, oh my God. I mean, it won't because you kind of, things happen. It just moves along, but it's, sometimes it's hanging on in there and sort of really by the skin of your teeth and going, Oh my word! My partner's place is is up. We we met during lockdown, and he was in the process of buying a house. And of course, because of all the lockdown rules, we ended up living together for six months before he actually even got the keys. And so, as a subsequent, it's been an expensive wardrobe that he needs to get rid of to then contribute to my my income and my house. And of course, in the meantime, my fixed rates come to an end, and the mortgage has gone up along with the utility bills. Because you know, we, we all live to what money we've got coming in. None of us have had any expectation of all of this rise but then there's an opportunity then also to get creative with that and look at things in your life in a different way again and it's that solution focused outcome thinking implementing sort of positive psychology to go okay well this has happened 
How can we look at this differently? What is this presenting as an opportunity rather than looking at all the bleak side of it? Because obviously, yeah, we'd all be jumping off rooftops, wouldn't we, by now if we did? Absolutely. And it's when you think about actually what you can control, like really, truly what you can control, it's very little. And ultimately, it comes down to how you respond to things and where you react from. So if you're reacting out of fear or you're reacting out of anger or you're reacting out of um, scarcity or just worry, anxiety, if you if your reaction, it doesn't mean that you don't have those emotions. It's important to not have resistance to your emotions. But if you react from them to make a decision, it's likely not aligned with what you are, because in that space, you're listening to your brain and you should never listen to your brain because your brain's going to try and keep you in that kind of what it thinks is, is keeping you safe. You know, you go into that fight, flight mode which a lot of us are in all of the time that sympathetic nervous system and really we can't control any anything that comes we can only control what we do in that moment and that's presence that's awareness because we don't know what's coming but we know that we can be adaptable and trust ourselves to make those decisions as they come because it's principle thinking everything is principle so that's why it's really good to have you know different things that are in your life something that's creative something that is kind of academic or you're learning or you can you know soak up knowledge like a sponge and there's all these different things that then apply to each other all transferable skills and when you start to understand the principles of how you work you then apply and think athletics for example or any sports when you start applying the principles of sports to business you get a whole different ecosystem in a business environment well the thing is you've mentioned sports actually and it's really quite interesting because I've had lots of different conversations with people particularly over the last few months and it's really interesting how you know, we, we recognise and we see sports people and there's coaches in that world and this is how the people get to where they are. This is how the, you know, England women's team are sort of where they're at because, you know, they've had coaching and they've developed and they've become these amazing footballers and you've got all, you know, all the people who are in the athletics well, you know, across the whole sporting spectrum. But then when people start to talk about investing in themselves and having personal coaching, it's almost like, oh, no, self, self-development, personal, don't, 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 you know, it's almost like this British that we don't do that. But that's how you progress. I mean, I have invested invested in so much it's so much of my life has been invested in whether it be reading or attending talks or actually you know coaching and, and training and stuff like that and all of that that you invest in yourself you have with you it marinades it it, it, it becomes experience and wisdom and but I've noticed that it, it, it there's a almost a need to coach people to understand that it's okay to have coaching <laughs> And it's fascinating because, you know, you've been on this journey, I've been on this journey, and because we are where we are, and we then sort of sit with people because you start to attract the kind of people you want to be around all the time into your life. And and it's all too easy to suddenly not realise that most people actually don't think and experience life the way that we do. But we've done so much work that you get to that point that you only attract and circulate around the people that you, you, you enjoy having in your life because they get what you're talking about. But to help other people on that journey, it's really fascinating that people need to understand that in order to get from where they want to, where they are now in this sort of stuck position, that because there are so many people go, well, actually, I could have some coaching potentially when I've sorted this out. No, but the, <laughs> the coaching helps with all this sort of stuff and it's just but it's it's true isn't it it's like oh I don't want to learn I, I don't want to learn how to sort of dribble the ball up the field because I want to learn to kick the ball first well you need some coaching to learn to kick the ball first and that's acceptable but I just find it fascinating but the people that do embrace coaching are the ones that move forward 
and propel themselves forward quickly. Absolutely. It's radical honesty. And a lot of people go into coaching because they want a, a lot of people, some people think that it's going to fix a problem that they have. So they're so set on fixing a problem because they're so innate about being somewhere else other than where they are. And actually it takes radical honesty to say, okay, fine, this is where I am. I'm struggling with this, this and this. I've got no idea how to even look at this part of my life. But when you actually go inwards and you start to look, it just starts to unravel itself because you don't have to do anything at any given moment to make yourself more worthy, to make things better. Like you don't have to do anything. You have to just be with it because you're not in control of those things. You're just not absolutely not I completely agree yeah and it's about helping people understand that it's the shift in mindset because actually like you just said you don't need to change your life at all but you can change the way you think and experience it and that makes the difference so whatever challenges you're facing at the moment once you go in and you do that inner work and you actually look at it you reframe it you, you you understand how powerful I mean the reframe is just so simple and so powerful and it changes and transforms how you experience stuff i mean i'll give you an example i mean when i when i did my coach training a year ago a year ago 10 years since i qualified as a coach not last year i did an element which was coaching with children because my son was oh gosh he was exhausted so this is the words i would use exhausting drama queen hard work all of these things and to be my mother didn't help as well or you know he was you know, all of these negative words and, you know, he was wanting attention. He was leaping around and I was trying to be self, I was, I was self-employed and trying to do my stuff and work and deal with him leaping about and cook dinners, you know, all the stuff. And when I did my coach training and learned about reframing, suddenly he was energetic. He was enthusiastic. He, he'd he got a great sense of humour. It completely shifted my experience around him. And once I understood about just responding to his good behaviour rather than his bad behaviour, then he wasn't trying to get my attention through being naughty. I mean, I could choose my arguments, but just those three things were so empowering. So simple and and, and life-changing, honestly. It was transformational. And, and when you've not, got, you've not got a 10 or 11-year-old leaping around trying to get your attention, it's much easier. <laughs> Absolutely. No, wow, wonderful. I think that's a really powerful example of everything is a mirror. When we go into the ego parts of ourselves and the emotion parts of ourselves, we only use our visual, like material and visual, as a sense. We we lose sight of listening and our inner knowing and just our senses. We come we go we stay into our heads and we don't come into our bodies and into our environment and we, we feel that we're separated. That's where we get loneliness. That's where it's just a breeding ground for all of those things to just snowball. And when we realise that we're actually a mirror and we're picking up so if you have an argument with somebody, your partner, somebody in the office, there's a confrontation. If you are one hundred percent open and you don't close and freeze and tense and resist what's happening, if you are open and if you mirror that to somebody you will just try it just try it you'll see that those that that person will soften you might still have disagreements it's not about not having disagreements it's about not transferring that bad energy onto other people that you come across right yeah absolutely when, and when you when you sort of mirror and open and you you can change people's behavior when you actually as you say you put out something different if you don't go back with them with a blow if you go back with a sort of a, a letting it flow because that's it isn't it when you put a resistance up that's when they're sort of like Whoa! And it's like, you're going backwards and forwards, backwards and forwards. It's like, no, just let it go. It's their stuff. Right, have you finished? 
have you quite finished? <laughs> I just let it go. You know, coming back to my son, you know, I just want to emphasise to, to anybody that's listening that once you do that work and you, this is the power and understanding of coaching, when you work on yourself, it impacts on your all those around you as well. And my son is now 23 and he's just bought his first flat and he's just got the property ladder and he's really sort of motivated. He works for my ex-husband, his dad. He works, he's building up his own clothing brand and he's working as a plasterer as well for his own business. So, you know, he's become really sort of driven. But I do believe so much of that has been enabled and helped and facilitated by the training and the inner work that I've done on myself. So, you know, you do it for yourself, but it then impacts on your family and your children. It changes everything. And you, you're helping the next generation and the next generation and the next generation to come by the work that you do on yourself. So it's not selfish. You know, it's selfless, really. You know, you're you're doing it to help yourself, but it helps everybody around you when you do that. You invest in personal development. Yeah, and that's where you start to realise it's not about you and it's not about them. It's just what's happening and not judging that what's happening, like not being worried about anger coming up or confrontation coming up or anxiety coming up like it's it it is what it is and again like can you control when you're really angry or when something triggers you can you control it you can't it's in your nervous system it's in your body you can't do anything to control that like I know when I feel angry I get it's literally like a wave that comes up through my legs and into my face and it has to I can't do anything to get rid of it nothing (laughs) I just like, just let it, it flow. Just, yeah. Let it flow through you. Yeah, I think I don't know. I mean, I do, I don't get angry very often. I get grumpy. <laughs> I get grumpy, but I don't. I don't know. I, it takes a lot. To, it takes a lot to trigger me, sort of anger wise, because I just I think I've become so sort of accepting and grounded and in the present moment. But can't be bothered to get angry. <laughs> it's too much of a waste of energy, isn't it? It really is. Anger can be really good when you when you channel it in the right way. Like you can be. A lot of creatives get angry. A lot of um, so my education history, I did theatre arts in uni, and there was a lot of tension. A lot it was very uh, expressive in emotions. But from that came actually some really amazing work. So if you channel it in the right way, you can utilise it because it's just energy. It's just a quality of energy. You actually, it's very actually. You've just made me smile actually because I. <laughs> Going back to my partner's house, he's he's quite easy. He's well, very easy going. He's not somebody who likes confrontation, basically. And I've been pushing him to chase the solicitors and things like that. He's getting really annoyed with me. <laughs> We're having to go. You've got to do this. You've got to do that. And I'm not, you know, as a coach, you're not really in tell mode. But I'm not. I'm not working with him as a coach. We're in a relationship, and this house needs to get sorted. <laughs> and he did. He channeled it because he ended up going. He ended up getting. He left it for the morning. I don't think he wanted to sort of um, collude with me in the morning. But in the afternoon, he and then he came back. He said, and I said to them, I didn't bring them in the morning. I was too angry, <laughs> but, he, but he sorted loads. It was ever so funny. So yeah, you're right. It's just, it was just like channeled it. I said, yeah. I said, but I quite like you when you're angry. <laughs> oh dear, that's another subject for another day. Yeah, I mean, we are. We're all in control of our emotions. We are in control of stuff. We, you know, we, we aren't our behaviour. We can, and we can take a step back from what's going on in our minds. And that's the power of it. Most people, I think, don't understand that. They don't know that. So. You know, just really employ anybody to really, you know, go down that self-development, go down that personal development, pick up on anything like you're going back to picking up on things that resonate. You know, one thing will trigger something else, you know. And I remember reading books when I first got divorced. Um, So I'd always been very spiritually attuned myself, but 
it, I just hadn't really sort of developed it because of the relationship, the style of the relationship I was in. But then I was opening books up and it was like, I was like a sponge, but actually it was activating things that I already knew within me. And oh, other people think like that. It was, it was fascinating. So I encourage, and I'm sure you do, everybody to go on that journey of personal development. But there was another journey you're going on at the moment as well, isn't there? So I wanted to ask you a bit more about ancestral DNA. Oh my gosh, that sounds fascinating. I know it's off topic from coaching, but it's interesting. <laughs> You know, it falls, for me, for coaching, I mean, I'm going a lot more into to self-development. I, we spoke before about I'm doing an astrology diploma at the moment because I really want to I want to help people understand their own conditioning and exactly what we've just been talking about. And all of my coaching at the moment is labelled as business coaching, but actually what I do with, with my clients is my business is going to need to pivot because it's completely different because the spiritual elements that come in. I'm a medium as well, so all of those elements come in to some of the sessions that I do and all of that side of things. So I, I think that for me, understanding and opening up the astrology diploma for me is like understanding why I was born when I was born, why was I born into the family I was born in, the situation I was born in, why have these things come up in my life? I'm curious. I was super curious. And I got very randomly got a message this morning on Ancestry DNA. If anybody's done Ancestry DNA or something similar, you then get sort of linked to people if you want to that have done the same test and they can look at what your DNA is your breakdown and and you can look at theirs and you can see where you might match in your family tree my dad was from Mauritius so I'm half Mauritian my mum was from Durham so I'm half English half Mauritian and it's the Mauritian side that I've got no idea about my dad died when I was 10 so I was very young when he died and there's not much contact with his family so I don't I've got a lot of questions but nobody that I, I can work out who to ask this gentleman contacted me on Ancestry DNA and said he his dad died when he was very very young I think he was younger than me when his dad died his grandfather so he doesn't have any contact with that side of the family it's all maternal links for him and um, his grandfather um, nobody talks about so it seems like it's a bit of a stigma in the family this poor man is desperately trying to find out his links and he's got a couple of names but you know the, the transient way of the world now there's people end up all over the place they change their names and so we're going through this journey now we've just started on this journey of trying to work out how we're linked like are we cousins are we second cousins with families these days he could be an uncle or I could be an auntie to him or it could be like like second twice removed or something within but I think it's really nutritious and nurturing to to understand your, your family tree and and looking back and for me I didn't know a lot about my dad's family and not just for genetics for health reasons but just to understand more about their ways because I believe and my, one, my personal belief is things come down the family tree so you can transfer trauma even if you didn't know your family I think it can still come down but there's some things that my family like my mum and my brother now tell me about my dad and I'm like oh my god that's me but I, I didn't know that part of him when he was alive and so it's, I find it really interesting and the dates everybody was born and how that kind of current the synergies between some of these things that were never connected in physical reality but somehow in the ether are connected and it's been fascinating yeah it's, it's, it's all part and parcel of knowing where you are and where you fit in the world and like, like you're talking about well we have already been discussing about sort of the the sort of the coaching and knowing and understanding it's it's, it's understanding yourself it's the person within who you are why you are what lessons you've got to learn like you said you know there's a lot of stuff we I, I personally believe we choose the lifetime we come into to have the experiences that we have and have the parents that we have because they're there to for us to learn from everybody that comes into our life they're a teacher there's something to be learnt there's something to be taken from that but certainly very much that lifetime that we're brought it brought into we learn from and like you said sort of on that lineage from sort of what what comes down sort of through 
through people, through through that sort of history. From, I can't even see my brain, a family history. But equally so, you know, because I believe that we've had other lifetimes as well, there's stuff that we can come in energetically from those that might not be linked to those lifetimes. So I think that's another layer. That's another thing to sort of uncover altogether <laughs> because actually if you're finding your sort of spiritual lineage or, or what lifetimes you've had and where you've learned and what you've had yes we're in a physical form but we're only atoms vibrating at a frequency to create that physical form for a spirit to have that that human experience if you like and we're made up of so much stuff and we are all part of everybody and everything so i never understand why people feel like they need to be unkind because we're actually all part of one and the whole thing the whole same thing really but it's where we sort of fit in on that whole matrix yeah do you know it's this is the paradox because when you realize yourself exactly what we are because it's not who we are it's what we are exactly what you just said and it's very for me it's quantum physics based it is just just energy and it's different forms of energy and it's different expressions of life and you can use whatever word you want i use the word spirituality like you've just used but it doesn't matter what word you use what language you use to describe it it just it is how you feel about it but we are it, it is about what we are and when we go when we start learning and unpicking those things it the paradox is that you you understand what we are but then you can understand why somebody else can't see it either because that is also part of the experience and it's just understanding that balance and that's where like no judgment comes in and with the astrology and human design and all of these different tools to really understand how you came in like why you came in the lessons you're supposed all of those things you just said you can start to realize actually again you've got no control and that's why you can never judge yourself against other people because we are all in for different things we, we were just given different zaps of things qualities and gifts and personalities and and then we had different environments that then conditioned us in different ways. But I think if you're when you're born in one with something specific like a gift, no matter where you're born, that gift is always going to flourish because it's in it's in your DNA, it's in your system. And it's and I do believe at different points in your life something happens to make that happen. Whatever happens, it's meant to be like this. And the the astrology, the more I look at the astrology, I think we've got no control. I can't choose my personality because if it can tell me and describe me to a T. I give up. <laughs> there's, there's nothing else you can do. You can just embrace and understand. No, I'm, I'm totally with you. And I've, I've always been very sort of accepting and sort of, I've always, how do I, I sense stuff and I understand stuff, but I've never had to, I've never felt the, the need to seek it out to sort of qualify it because I kind of get it. Uh, it's like uh, believing the trees out there that are growing from the... I don't need to go and sort of examine it, cut it down, look into it to know that it's it's growing out there, you know? I, I accept that that is actually happening and it, that is part of, you know, the nature and the cycle of life and everything like that. And we, we are all part of nature. We're part of that. We're just part, we're just part of so much and we're part of so much more that we have no concept of because we can't see it, but it's there. The more you do, the more aware you are... But there's, there's, there's just so much more. There is just so much more. But being aware that there is and taking that journey like you're doing and, and understanding and getting a feel for where you fit and where those, those talents are. As you say, we've all got different things that we've got. Different gifts is what I said to you before, right at the beginning. We're all unique individuals. We've all got different talents. We all experience the world in different ways. That's why one size doesn't fit all. You know, you can't turn around to say somebody do this. And that's why I get... Um, I just think it's sad. I mean, that the world has created this you know, through social media and things like that. This, this sort of this need for perfection, and people have bought into it, and they they're like carving up the faces in the in this, this idea of trying to be meet this sort of perfect sort of shape. But it's about embracing who you are, your body, your wrinkles. You is the wrinkles that you get are the experience in life. I mean, yeah, you know, don't get me wrong. You know, if you've had an accident and plastic surgery, I'm all for that. But to actually do it when you know you're perfectly beautiful as you are, there's no need. 
just ex- it's about accepting the self really is and finding the beauty within because the beauty within will come out and it will radiate out yeah absolutely and like scientifically they measure your aura and they measure your heart like the energy around your heart and it can go out meters so and i was listening to, oh, i can't for the life of me now remember where i was listening to to this but there was they've done a study about the photons in your body and if you're the way you're sitting now where i'm sitting now where we are the energy that we're creating which is the the vibration of the cells it stays there for about 30 days so wherever you go you leave your imprint it's so fragile and delicate and strong at the same time and beautiful and i think just having awareness that what you do then impacts somebody else even if you leave the space physically it you leave a residue of your own energy in an, a work environment when you're coaching clients, customers, family, everything. A shop. You walk into Tesco's and you pick something up and you come back out again. A part of you still left in there energetically. Yeah, I was going to say, I think that, you know, when you, we talk about seeing sort of spirit energy and obviously you as a medium, I, I think that is because we are still existing as we were existing five minutes ago, 10 minutes ago, 10 hours ago, 10 years ago. So that existence is still there. So therefore you can pick up into that energy that was there already. Yeah, absolutely. It's like when you walk into a restaurant or a house or as you go, I'm sure your son must have done this when he went property shopping (laughs) and he would have walked into somewhere and said, I'm not quite sure about this one go into somewhere else and be like, yeah, this is the one. Because you just don't know. And there's these things, like, it's got, it might have a driveway, it might have a garden, it might have a balcony, it might have two bedrooms, it might have, you know, this kind of space, it might have um, really big windows, things that you like. And that's really important too, because your, your physical environment is still important because you need to be comfortable and happy and feel home there. But at the same time, there's an energy in in the walls, in the materials that you pick up on. And that's the gut pull that you can't explain with your brain. It's that gut that comes from your your torso, your body. Yeah, no, I'm totally with you. I mean, the house I'm sitting in right now, um, if I go back to my divorce, I've already mentioned, when I um, left my ex-husband, I ended up back at my parents sharing my old bedroom with my son for nine months. It wasn't supposed to be three months. Anyway, the marital home took longer to sell. But when it did, the house that I'd got my eye on, I went back to them and said, oh, I can, I can buy it now. Oh, no, we've decided not to move. Oh, OK. And right, I thought, I've got to, I've got to do something today. So I then set I set an intention on that day. I took the day off work, the following day off work. I'm going to go out. I'm going to find a house to buy or to rent. I need to move on. And I viewed this place twice in the same day and put the offer in on the same day because it was empty. It was ready to go. It had been rented out and uh, it had been inherited. Then it had been rented out and just done up to sell it's been done upon the cheap but anyway it was available <laughs> but the, the lounge that i'm sitting in right now the energy in this room i can't it's just got this really nice and it, it always has had this really nice calming sort of vibe i'd love to know about the ley line. i ought to look into the ley lines and things like that of it but it's just got like you were saying that that feel it's just got a the whole house has actually got that nice feel. it's a bungalow and it's just got that nice sort of energy vibe and i've got light coming in from both windows either side so that's quite nice you've got the but yeah i mean other places you can go into you go oh no get me out of here right now i just triggered something else do you you remember them finding king richard that's it richard the third richard the third yeah that's it getting all my kings muddled up they've created a film about it haven't they they were interviewing the lady who was the amateur archaeologist or what have you or historian and she was saying how she got pins and needles in the car park over the exact spot because apparently he was buried underneath the reserve, the after the reserved parking spot for the council or something like that. And she'd been into that car park several times, but I think the first time was like two thousand and five. She said something, and she said she she had pins and needles, tingles 
And then when she went back, she got the same thing. And that is exactly where they found him. Wow, that's amazing. Not, I love hearing stories like that because it just reinforces to the, to the brain or to somebody um, who gets those things, but doesn't quite, those experiences, but doesn't quite know how to express them or know what they mean. But definitely your body knows. Your body knows, your senses know. Um, oh, that's amazing. Wait a minute. It's, it's so fascinating how we fit into the world, but understanding that, doing the work, investigating and just like you said right some some point midway through about you know that learning you know and just consistently learning and expanding the mind expanding the brain and being curious and wanting to know more it's not about sitting there surrounded by bags of money although yeah it'd be nice to go and spend those bags of money but as you say it's it's not it's never about that but people unfortunately still do think it is and it's that's such an old paradigm isn't it it's just like no that was that was the 80s that was the shoulder pads and the big money in the city <laughs> yeah absolutely I think it depends where it comes from it's it's not about any of those single things it just depends on where it comes from um, and not wanting to be something to force something outside of yourself I think that's really important and a, a friend a very dear friend um, used to say to me you cannot be late for your own life that was a wonderful expression you cannot be late for your own life Oh, absolutely. Wake up, folks. Smell the coffee. Get cracking. If you're sitting there cruising, it's time to do something else. I mean, don't get me wrong. It is nice to cruise from time to time. But actually, do you know what? When you're on that journey, it's all about the journey. It's not about the destination at the end of the day either. It's all about the journey. And this has been a fabulous journey. Thank you so, so, so much for your time. It's been a pleasure. So how do people get in touch with you, Michelle? Thank you. I say thank you so much for coming on and chatting. Very much enjoyed it. Thank you. So to get in touch with me, I am. it's probably best to email me at michelle at noframework.com and I'm also on Instagram and you can find me on my website noframework.com too marvellous thank you so much and uh, thank you all for listening and if you've enjoyed this episode please do rate, review follow, subscribe whatever it is you do on your normal platform and let's radiate that happiness and spread it globally and it's just that's what we are doing it's been downloaded in over I think it's 129 countries over over 30,000 times now so let's keep on doing this thing and awakening people and helping them on their journey so thank you so much for listening um this has been me obviously sarah jane naylor harnessinghappiness.com and if you want to get out reach out to me i'm at sarah take care and until next time lots of love from me goodbye thanks for listening to the harnessing happiness podcast with sarah jane naylor if you took value from the content please follow the show on your podcast app and to find out more about sarah's ape mindset visit sarahjnaylor.com that's sarahjnaylor.com